What up, everybody? How you guys doing? Welcome into episode number 18 of Bagging and Bragging. I am back. Go again before I get back again before I go again on the road all the time. But Kansas was supposed to be home field advantage for me. Only an hour and 10 minutes away from my apartment. But man, it's been just as hectic as everything else. If you were actually at your apartment to start. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Again, coming from Michigan State Championships, driving all the way through St. Louis and up here. It was a lot of fun stuff, though, man. We got an interview today with Frank Modlin. We're going to discuss the game changer and how it came to be, as well as his follow through. Um, talk to him a little bit about the rule changes. And, you know, he, he brought up a good point off the air. He was talking about, you know, the ACL changing the rule for the, the step over and stuff like that. And he said they handled it very, very well, because if we eliminate that step over rule, we're going to eliminate a lot of the really, really cool shots. Yep. So speaking of really, really cool shots, we have airmails, pushes, rolls, and then a lot of you guys have been asking for it. So let's get some awkward knuckle clips in there. <laughs> but, My favorite. Uh, yeah, good point there by Frank. You know, like a lot of people, they kind of need that extra power. We're seeing Gavin Cano do it a little bit where he's coming across the line and getting that extra push in there. Trey Birchfield does it. Alex Rawls, Jeremy Frazier. I mean, without most the players, uh, most players do it on there, a push, yeah. right? Like, so if they if they need that extra um, energy, they will do a follow through step. And the obvious, the most obvious analogy is basketball with a three pointer. Yeah. Right. As long as you get the ball out of your hand um, and behind the line, you can end up inside of the line and I don't see how this is any different and I don't know about when basketball first came to be if there was a big uproar about that <laughs> but yeah. obviously it hasn't changed I know so. for a fact there weren't as many keyboard warriors as we have right now that helps. That that definitely helps. Helps. But yeah we had a lot of fun though we got a chance to uh, do some Super Bowl action we had the shootout um, it was a little weird not doing you know women seniors and blind round stuff on Friday but yeah. I really liked the format we had a lot of KC people come to show up and just watch. I mean, court one yep. seemed like it had fan after fan after fan for every single match. So um, a little bit early, I guess I should have saved that for the bragging segment. But <laughs> yeah, jam-packed show, jam-packed week. It doesn't stop. So let me get to yeah, the question we... I always ask. How are you doing, Mish? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, do I'm doing good. I'm, I'm a little tired. Um, but I should not be nearly as tired as you because I got to go home Saturday uh, morning and get home in time for Rome's birthday party, which we threw yesterday. I was like, well, no, Sunday. Like, what day is today? Um, and so it's just been kind of go, go, go. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm having a good time. And um, I had a lot of fun in Topeka in my short trip. Got there Thursday around 3, left Saturday around 3 a.m. <laughs> so, yeah, we, so, we uh, found out that you're good at Mortal Kombat, apparently. Yeah, we did some Mortal Kombat. So I was telling Nick, I'm like, this arcade was so funny. It reminded me of this comedian um, that I never remember his name, but he was in Half Baked and he always looks like he's high. Um, I can Jim never Brewer. remember. Yes, Jim Brewer. So he tells, he does that one comedy thing where he talks about how his kids want to go to the wild animal park and they say, if you bring a, you get in for free with a can of Pepsi and then, or Coke or something. And then he's like, if you bring a whole case, you can just drive around and around and around. And he didn't think they were serious. That totally flashed in my head when we went there and the guy's like, yeah, for $5, you could just play for like 12 hours at this arcade. I was like, what? Well, it cost so, 10 bucks because somebody didn't read the screen. But I did not. I did not follow directions and we had to pay another $5. So yeah. my bad. It was fun. Though. I, had, I had a blast. You know, all the Skee good ball, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Pac-Man. I got you on Donkey Kong now. Donkey Kong was tough. And Tetris. I got you on Tetris. You were terrible at Tetris. 
hey, the thing just did not cooperate the way it was supposed to. So it's not really my fault. <laughs> no, All right. It was a lot of fun. Um, we had some good food. I had some not so good food. It was uh, it was it varied, um, but I liked our meal. We got some salmon, some mac and cheese. It was all all good, and uh, whatever that thing was that I had never heard of that appetizer, but I already forgot what it was called. But it was good. It had like oh, corn yeah. inside, and I don't know. It has a name. So good. I'd say Kansas has good food. We just went to like a place on a whim that like we just randomly found that was close to the hotel and it was awful but that wasn't like with research so i can't blame kansas for that uh that's just lack of research so overall all good all right take a quick break come back with our bragging section right after this so you kind of already were alluding to what you want to brag about so go ahead wally finish it off yeah, so bragging about the uh, the fans and the the format. Last year we had shootouts separate from the opens. This year we're kind of piggybacking all the shootouts. One, it's going to help a lot with the travel. So you're getting a lot more top tier talent because they they could travel there, play in the open and the shootouts, multiple ways to get their money back. Um, and I think the ACL did a great job of looking at last season, making some tweaks, and going forward. They're making a lot of tweaks in the right directions, but uh, yeah. it creates a fun environment. And I got to brag on my people here in KC and St. Louis. We had a lot of St. Louis people drive up. And I got to see a lot of my friends. And for the most part, they were around court one the entire time. Just created an awesome environment. It was fun. I'm still going to keep pushing for trying to get singles on Saturday instead. Not sure how we're mm. going to do that, but just having massive amounts of people around the court makes it a lot more exciting. So, Why do you feel it, like that would be sure. better uh, for singles versus doubles? I feel like singles um, on Saturday creates a little bit more of an excitement. Doubles has its own natural level of excitement. You have more interaction between the players and stuff like that. Um, whereas singles, I feel like it's, you know, you heard a lot of Jeremy Shermerhorn off to the side hyping up Joe Neistead. And then when we got to Jordan Power and Joe Neistead, I mean, they were just cracking jokes at each other going back and forth. And I'm like, if you have that on Saturday, that court is just loud. It's you know, mm -hmm. going crazy over that type of match. But, you know, it was still decently loud Sunday, but there's only like 30 people there. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the type of thing that the sport needs. Um, you know, doubles on Sunday. I don't know how they would actually do it with rounders and stuff, playing rounders on a different day. But, you know, the ACL smart. They'll figure out a way to do it. I got faith in them. Yeah, I think that's a challenge because you guys finish on Sunday around like mid-afternoon, right? And then mm -hmm. you start cleanup. Um, doubles goes till 9, 10, 11 at night. I mean, did you guys finish at like 10 p.m. or something for doubles? Yeah, but I mean, I'm not necessarily sure how long the actual tournament portion goes. And then there could be a fix on that as far as like maybe getting four different brackets or something instead of doing two di different brackets to kind of speed mm. up the time. I don't know. It's something we'll have to kind of look if into. You did rounders, yeah. yeah, if you did rounders separately, then you could finish the yeah. tournament portion. Yeah, quickly. so my, my idea, and I'm not sure a lot of players are going to agree with me, is do rounders on Saturday like you normally do. But then do singles on Saturday night and then do the doubles Sunday morning. But I, I think know. singles takes longer, though. And doubles already ended at like 10, 11 p.m. So I don't know. I mean, it's all a valid discussion, but it does seem like logistically like it's just so difficult to cram it all in that weekend. You're right. And yeah. plus you have to have the cleanup time. So uh, that's yeah, that's definitely yeah, And then uh, last thing I'm kind of bragging on, you know, you can see I got my new Spark apparel gear. Love what, getting what? love getting mail days when you come back. So um, you know, Spark hooked it up. I got I got like a whole jumpsuit over there. I got a, our team Ooh. canine unit jerseys are in. So I sent those out this weekend. 
Got a couple hats. I don't think I bragged on this, but I've been getting a lot of compliments on this tumbler from Mert. Like, yeah, he did nice. a really good job of laser engraving that for his first time ever trying to laser engrave anything. And it, it's flawless. It looks really, really good. So um, we're going to give away a bunch of those. Uh, we're, not these. We're going to give away some tumblers with the engraving on it. This cool. particular tumbler was pretty expensive. But, oh, no, uh, they're not cheap. They're, yeah, yeah. they definitely. We looked into them back in Girl Store two days, and there's, like, no margin. So... Yeah, mind the Yeti. There's just gonna be a forgetty. It'll be, it'll be fun. <laughs> forgetty. <laughs> hey, it still holds water and it still keeps it cold. You don't need to have Yeti. It's fine. <laughs> I got mine yeah. on Amazon. It works great. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Some yeah, forgetty, as you say. You um, got anything? Yeah, I'm bragging on my boy. It's his birthday today. We're recording this on April 25th, and uh, Rome turns eight today. Um, super excited for Rome. And, you know, I feel like I just feel very lucky to be his parent. He's such a easy, good kid. And, um, yeah, it's just, he's just enjoyable. Nick has done a great job raising him. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) I have no part in this. (laughs) (laughs) He is a lot like his dad to be Frank. (laughs) So, he uh, is Nick's like really kind and thoughtful and um, warm and, and Rome has all those qualities and funny and Rome's hilarious. And uh, so, yeah, he did get a lot of his dad's qualities, which I'm happy about. And yeah, he's, he's just a good kid. So happy birthday to Rome, eight years old. And yeah, just excited, just excited for the whole uh, parenting thing. I am not the type of person that like, wanted to be a mom my whole life or like played house as the mom or even babysat like nothing I was never that person I didn't want a big family like just not that kind of person so I didn't know how this was going to go for me I never thought of myself as the most nurturing of people um and so I've just really enjoyed raising him so yeah when you have good kids it makes it easy so um I think I told you that I gave the kiddo she just turned 16 got her license but gave her a credit card you know 500 limit to stay under there she yeah. messaged me the other day and she's like, what's the balance on the card? I was like, you're supposed to be keeping a detailed, you know, <laughs> pluses and minuses transaction report. And you're going to turn it into me at the end of the month. So I'm thinking like this girl went over $500 budget in three weeks, man. I was getting ready to be so mad at her. And I pulled to see what it was. she spent 37 bucks. And she, <laughs> oh my God, that's it. she bought <laughs> yeah. gas. basically. She bought <laughs> gas and had like two other transactions. So it's like, okay, so I got to tell her that, you know, it's not all just, gas only like you can go shopping buy some clothes she's all nervous yeah (laughs) but it's easier to be a parent whenever they uh you know they're good and they actually have consciences and you just want to uh oh speaking of which funny story about rome i took him to to see mario during spring break did i tell you the story already about the candy okay so i took him to see mario he he really wanted to see it it was right after easter so we had all this candy so i said just put some of your candy in my purse there's no reason to buy it there (laughs) we have so much of it i just don't want more Mm -hmm. and he goes well isn't that illegal and i'm like (laughs) well it's it's frowned upon (laughs) you know (laughs) so and so i'm like just do it rome so we get there (laughs) first lesson if it's only illegal if you get caught (laughs) This is one of my best parenting moments. Um, 
we get there and uh, he, he never asked for it. And I was like, that's so weird. He must have forgotten. We get in the car. He's like, mom, can I have my candy? And I was like, oh, I thought you forgot. He's like, no, I just didn't want to eat at the movie theater because it's illegal. I'm like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's my kid. Good, that's good, I'm though. trying to get him to break the rules and he refuses. He thought <laughs> so, it was a test. <laughs> he's like, oh, yeah, this isn't real. She's testing me. <laughs> oh, man, that's good stuff, though. Oh, yeah. So there you go. That's how he is. All right. We're going to get into our interview with Frank. Speaking of really awesome, good people, we're going to get into our interview with Frank right after this. Don't go away. Okay. Welcome back. We have Frank Maudlin here with us today, and he's coming off of an amazing weekend. Won in doubles in both both the shootout and the open and almost took down the single shootout as well. So close, Frank. Uh, but we wanted to chat with you um, about your amazing performance and about the season. So thank you so much for joining us. Oh, I appreciate you guys having me on. Uh, this is awesome. What's up, hey, we were, joking, we were joking around that you single-handedly are holding together the whole Game Changer brand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, I get asked that question, uh, you know, a, a lot. Uh, you know, how long have I been throwing it? Uh, you know, still throwing the game changers and still being able to be successful, that, that sort of thing. But, you know, um, it's, it's kind of strange. You know, there's literally quite a few pros that would still be throwing game changers right now. And I honestly get this comment uh, from quite a few pros behind the camera that if they had their choice, they would 100% still be throwing game changers. But, you know, our sport is evolving and it's you know, the pros uh, have so much travel that you have to go where the money's at. Like if uh, yeah. if you're able to get a bag sponsorship deal with, you know, another company, uh, you have to go for it. And I completely understand that because you can't do all this travel, you know, alone. So true. Such a good I don't point. know where it became uncool to throw game changers. You know what I mean? Like I felt, <laughs> I felt like there was a period there where everybody was throwing game changers, and some of these roll bag players, you know, they're they're cheater bags. They're too hole friendly. It's not even playing cornhole. It's like <laughs> cheat code. And I'm just like, dude, all these people I think would be ten times better if they threw faster bags that were more hole friendly. So, I mean, I I've, I heard for the first time this weekend, and I want the whole story. How did the game changer come to be to begin with? Oh my goodness! I wish I, I wish I was still on my live feed at, at home or the Wi-Fi at home because my um, my daughter was actually there. She was helping me uh, get on the online, and um, she was actually the she sewed the first game changer ever. Uh, so that would have been cool if I could have got her step on camera for a second. But so um, I I literally had the um, the the concept of game changer in my mind for for quite a while before it actually came out and when we signed on when i signed on with all cornhole um man i, I don't even know what year it was now it's probably uh 16 or 17 um and when we signed on no i guess it was uh 18 so it had to have been either right at the end of the season eight seventeen or in the beginning of the 18, Chad uh, Littlewood, the owner of Alcornhole, wanted the players to come up with, like, their signature series bags. Um, little did I know that he just wanted a graphic design. <laughs> you know, he wanted to so send him a picture of a race car or, you know, or airplane <laughs> or, you know, whatever. 
And I, I, I literally told Brenda, I was like, how in the world am I going to come up with a, a bag, you know, it's, it's square, you know, do I make a round bag? I don't think that would be legal. You know, he's like, so I, I, I misunderstood the assignment, uh, but that turned into something, you know, pretty awesome. But then I got to thinking, you know, all the players that were with Al Cornhole at that time, you know, we were throwing uh, slide rights primarily mm -hmm. um, at the top level. And, you know, a real popular bag at that time was, you know, Reynolds bags. Um, and it even at that point, Reynolds bag, the Reynolds bags were a little more hole friendly than our slide rights. So we were leaving a lot as players. We were leaving a lot of bags on the rims um, having both of you as players. You'll understand what I'm saying. When you leave bags on the rim so much, it forces you to make decisions, you know, uh, high risk, uh, high reward type decisions in matches. So am I going to continue to try to step out and, you know, get that bag or am I going to go up and shoot it where the other players weren't having to make those decisions as often? So uh, you literally could throw um, the same level as far as skill level as another player, but the, you were losing Just more yeah, so um, it got me to thinking uh, that this might be a really good time to kind of throw out that concept because, you know, everybody knows that, you know, it's a square bag and it's a round hole. So your corners are where the most resistance comes from. Um, and I, I thought that if we pulled that resistance from the corners of the bag uh, and still had your slick side, full slick side on the other side, that it would make it a more whole friendly bag. Little did I know that it would be make it as good as it did. Um, but it was once we Logan is my youngest daughter. She um, I, I talked her into sewing that first bag for me, and we started testing them, and it, it was immediately like you could tell the difference. What was, um, Ch what was Chad's reaction when you brought him a bag instead of artwork? Oh, oh that's, that's funny, man. So like for several <laughs> weeks in a row, he's chatting. I mean, he's sending me messages and saying, Frank, everybody else has already got theirs in, you know, cause he's still waiting for that graphic design. Uh, <laughs> and, and, I, and I always said, I'm mean, I sitting there telling him, I was like, Chad, I'm working on something. I'm working on something. And I could tell his patience was getting a little thin. So uh, I finally got up my nerve and said, I got something to show you. I don't want you to uh, think I'm crazy, but um, I, I want to show you something. And he said, okay. So that led to, uh, you know, a call. Uh, well, actually, I sent him a picture first. I sent him a picture of the bag, and it was really rough looking, like really rough looking. Uh, but it had, you know, the patch uh, sewn on, you know, on the bag. And he immediately sent a message back, like immediately, and said, what the – and he, <laughs> um, and and then it was almost immediate after that my phone rang he called you know he called and i guess it was probably an hour hour and a half long conversation and by the end of that com well actually maybe a halfway through the conversation i could tell that he was going from okay quit wasting my time to oh my god you're on to something here yeah, yeah we well, really I wish have, have I wish my here. mistakes were financially as gaining as this. <laughs> <laughs> I make I make a mistake and it ends up costing me a lot of money. So good uh, on you, congrats on that, man. Yeah, awesome. Frank stumbles into one of the most yeah. like popular bags. I remember that was yeah. my first. I'm pretty sure that was my first bag that wasn't like a 
big five or i think i had slide yeah. rights too maybe but right, then yeah. like that i was think we all first. started on slide rights yeah yeah slide rights and then game changers oh yeah yeah there's so many i mean you would not even begin to believe how many of those exact comments that i get on the uh, i mean on the norm like every time i'm at a tournament i get those exact same com uh comments um but it's kind of strange uh it seems like that a lot of the uh, perception out there is that Game Changer is kind of like a beginner bag. And it is, an um, you guys probably would agree with this, it is a, an unbelievable beginner bag uh, because it, the way I describe it to everybody, the reason I think it's been so great for the sport in general, you know, we grow from the bottom to the top. Uh, we couldn't survive yeah. with just the top level players. Right. You know, our, our uh entry level players are our bloodline you know uh it helps us grow the sport tremendously um and a lot of players had gotten our sport had grown to the point where we weren't really a, a true pro division at that time uh or had a pro division at that time but we had a lot of entry level players that were intrigued with the sport but when they would come into these local areas throughout the country no matter where you were at you always had uh, a Matt guy or a Jamie Graham or somebody at that venue or several of them. And they were, they were getting beat pretty quick and pretty handily, you know, these entry level players and they're, you know, how all of us are, we're all super competitive. We're not going to get yeah. our feelings hurt, but so many times before we're like, I'm done. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'm out of here. I appreciate the whoopings, but <laughs> see you later. <laughs> <laughs> but, with, but with Game Changers, they were seeing success, a little success earlier. Like, uh, you hear it so often that uh, one of the things that the upper-level pros uh, get frustrated with is some of the bags don't look like it's going to end up in the hole, and they end up in the hole. Mm -hmm. uh, well, to an entry-level player, they see that as, hey, I just put it in the hole. <laughs> you know, That'll I don't care how. how it got there. I just, <laughs> you know, and it's really made the largest improvements at that level. But what I was telling you earlier about um, so many pros, uh, and I would never mention names, but so many pros would still love to be throwing game changers if the economics of it you yeah. know, worked out correctly. Right. But, and, there, and I'm not saying there are a lot of great bags out there. I would never, ever pretend that there's not. There's a lot of great brands out there. Yeah, but, it's a good um, problem to have, man. We're getting too diverse. Uh, right. Yeah, that's, that's right. But yeah, so, um, but what, um, the reason that the pros, the upper level pros say that behind the scenes, and I, I would be just like them if I were on the other end, I would say it behind the scenes for sure. Um, they know even at the top levels that game changers, if you are throwing really good, like you're hitting all your targets, then that whole friendliness frustrates a lot of the other uh, styles of throwers um, because we can counter those blocks in so many different ways. Uh, you, not, I'm not trying to throw him under the bus or anything, but you throw a set of game changers in somebody like a Damon Dennis or even like Matt Guy. Uh, I've always said that if Matt Guy was ever, if he ever became a game changer thrower, that we're all going to be fighting for second place at that point. Everyone, <laughs> everyone in the game will 100% be throwing, fighting for second place. 
because if you notice Matt Guy's throw, he doesn't have the flattest bag in the no. game. Yeah, no, no, no. And Mr. Damon Dennis is one of the best players in the world still, and he does not have the flattest bag. But um, that way, the way they work that is you literally are coming in on purpose, almost like a flight that's coming in, and, and, and it's not yeah. the flight that you enjoy landing on that's coming in. <laughs> You know, like, yeah, I've been telling a lot of you know, people that too. Like, like, don't worry about throwing a flat bag. Let the slick side of the bag flatten out when it hits the board and do the work for you. And you got exactly. you got people like Mish over here throwing 100 miles an hour and off the back <laughs> yeah, of the board. I'm so, I'm so angry. <laughs> yeah. But but yeah. using those angles is what it's all about, though. Like, yeah. um, I can't I can't throw a, a roll shot or anything like that. I'll I'll have one every now and then. Right, that, you do. We've seen you roll. Oh, well, I, we got I, no. I mean, she, he calls it a hopper. Remember, or we got a oh hopper. Oh my goodness! <laughs> yeah, I, I I joked with uh, Wally the other day. I said, "Don't you even call that a roll bag? It's, it doesn't deserve it." <laughs> <laughs> All right, Frank. Frank, uh, hold that thought for me. We're gonna take a quick commercial break and come right back up and uh, finish okay. up. Uh, we were talking about Frank's, uh, whatever you want to call it, hop, the roll, flop, whatever it is. But I have a different question for you, Frank. Uh, Frank oh. Springer. <laughs> oh, my bad. Let's go. Yeah, that's a nice view of your hand. Um, <laughs> no, but there's something I noticed that you do, and I don't know if you do it on purpose, and I don't know the meaning of it, but when you win around, you go for the knuckles. Uh -huh. Is that like to get in the person's head or are you trying to be nice or what is that about? Because I feel like if you win the round and you put your hand out, it's like, ah, I got you that round. You know what? I, I've actually thought about that and I don't know if that's a rude gesture or not. I, um, <laughs> they may misinterpret that, but like most of the time when I do that, I feel like they still threw a good round. It just happened to be that I scored maybe that round. Um, you, so many times we we literally can throw our best on that particular round, but you give up points. So that's what I mean by it. I, I certainly don't mean it as a jab. Um, yeah, I probably <laughs> told you, Bernie. It. I know uh, we were, there was a debate because Wally and I were like, I think he's just a nice guy. I don't think he's doing it as a jab. And Bernie's like, no, it is 100 percent intentional. Yeah, oh, He says goodness. you're doing it there to throw the other person off. I was like, Frank comes over to me and shakes my hand and says hello. Yeah. Every single life, you know, like the guy is just overly nice. He might be an over over knuckler, but if anything, I don't think he's doing it to get in the person's head. But another uh, thing that you do, Frank, is um, I I did this at Spencer McKenzie trying to cut through the wind. Is I step over that line whenever I throw. Now I call you know a lot of people call it the modeling, um, but it's helping me stay on a straight line. So kind of take us through that process. How do you you know why do you step over the line whenever you finish your throw? Well, you you really nailed it right there um of course everybody kind of knows the story of why i started doing that i was a right foot forward stationary thrower for 10 plus years um it was just what i felt the most comfortable with uh i would practice a step shot here and there just like everybody changes it up you know we switch this and that but I could never get comfortable with anything else. I would always, it always would go back to the right foot stationary throw. My foot was right at the end of the board. Um, you know, I would, I would be right on the edge of the line. Um, and the reason that I had to keep coming back to that was 
I felt like any time that I moved back and tried to throw or if I tried to step, where I saw the most um, errors was with my airmail. Like staying at the front of that board with my right foot stationary, my airmail was a much higher percentage. So I would always go back to it. So then, then life happens. Uh, and yeah, at, at age 51, I think, you know, 50 or 51, I find out that I have avascular necrosis of the hips. It was kind of found accidentally. Um, I was having a lot of trouble with my legs and I, I really, really thought it was my knees. Um, I didn't have a whole lot of hip pain at that point, but, um, when we, we were doing x-rays of my legs and my knees and stuff, they actually found accidentally found the avascular necrosis in my hips. So real quick, avascular necrosis basically cuts the blood supply off to your hips and your your hip plate or your hip actually dies. So it disintegrates. It, it literally just, or, or the ball of your hip actually. But you're talking about the bone? I'm sorry? You're talking about the bone, the joint, or like yeah. the tissue or the stuff around it? No, the actual, um, so mine was the ball of the hip. Mm -hmm. um, so you you know that's one of your major joints of your body and it pivots, you know, it, it's a circular pivot. And with mine, the ball started at the top and it started flattening. Um, mm. And it came to the point where um, it was completely, like it's almost like if you had a ball and you started taking the air out of it, it started yeah. to flatten until it become com almost completely flat. Um, and it, what it be, what it got to, um, I, I, was talk, I was talking to my um, my surgeon. Uh, he, I asked him, you know, how long would I be able to go without having hip replacement? And he said, you'll know. And I literally got to that point out in Las Vegas. I had pushed it to the limit. I, I really couldn't even hardly walk. Um, this I, was 20, I knew, about 2022 last year? No. So that was my first one was in um, 2020, I think. Okay. 20, yeah. So my, I did my right one um, about a year and a half or maybe closer to two years before I did my, my left one. Um, but yeah, so he, he told me, he said, he said, you'll know, you won't, you know, there's no doubt. And I, and I did find out the hard way. Um, but, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So what, what it got to, it got to the point where I was really wasn't walking. I was just doing everything with my left leg and just kind of throwing my right foot forward. My, like my right oh. leg walking when, when I was just walking, trying to walk. So stepping so, over the line helps your hips. So um, what happened during um, I might have my timelines wrong here, but so here comes COVID uh, right during my surgery time or my recovery time. And as bad as it was for the world, it did uh, leave uh, some opportunity for me to be able to get in a lot of practice of trying to figure out what was I going to do? Because I found out real quick after replacing my right hip that there was no way that I was going to be able to finish or, or play that season on my right hip. So I had to find out, all right, am I going to step? Am I going to go to a left hip or left foot stationary stance? And Jamie Graham 
um, had done this throw before I did it. Um, he didn't. He didn't follow through every time, but he did a little follow through step, and I remember he was super successful f with it. So that's kind of where the idea came from. Um, Jamie's one of the top players in the country, and if if he can do it and be successful with it, you know, it's got to be something to it. So I, I started trying it. I started just, it was off my left leg. So that was taking the pressure off my right hip. And so I would put most of my weight on my left leg and throw. And I'm a big, I'm a big numbers guy, like stats guy. So mm -hmm. I'd started charting everything and I would chart every kind of throw that I could throw. But Every time it was coming back to my whole, per like my straight shots, it was not even close. It wasn't even close, uh, the, the step and the follow through to any type of stationary or like a traditional step throw where you just step and throw with the stride. Mine is, that's where a lot of people uh, don't quite understand it. They think that I'm stepping and throwing and using the foul line as um part of a step throw right but, but it's not um mine is a a throw and then a follow-through right my, you're right yeah yeah, yeah. i think isley put out a pretty good video of that before with you and Birchfield both stepping across the line and it shows the bag is out and a lot of people are you know it's kind of weird because I do it, but I'm worried about my knee and my ankle landing too many times on it, putting that those extra placements on it. But you're mm -hmm. saying that it, it helps you out with your hip movement, but it keeps me straighter. It, it looks weird. A lot of people aren't used to it, but I mean, I don't know if they, if they take away the step over the line thing. I think we're both in trouble, though, Frank. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Um, I I think the ACL did an amazing job last season like last season with the rules change um i was a little nervous at the beginning uh even chad a little wood was a little nervous for me um because i had gotten so comfortable with it so quick mm -hmm. and he, he he called me uh as soon as you know uh the rules came out and said frank is this going to affect your throw you might want to start thinking about it i left my my building my practice building is a couple of when I did that little drive earlier on the video, uh, that's what I did. I drove down to my building. Um, it's just a couple of uh, lots over from my house. And I immediately drove down and started doing video. And it's, it's, I could, I could do a hundred shots and a hundred out of a hundred is not going to, I'm not going to break that plane before I release the bag. Uh, and that, that was a big relief for me, like a huge relief because, you know, at, at what we, whatever we call the top level, mm -hmm. you, you've got to be performing at on your A level, A plus level. Mm -hmm. to, to be you know, yeah, you have to be learning a new way to throw. Right, <laughs> That's right. not going to work. I was so nervous. But but then I, I, I did the videos and I immediately sent them to Chad. Um, I said, I'm good. Uh, there, you know, I fall within the rules. Um, and because I don't want to break the rules. I, I, I promise you, I would never want to do something that would be cheating or would give me an advantage that I'm not supposed to have. But Wally said that it keeps him straighter. It honestly keeps you straighter. Like it keeps you in a straight path towards the hole. Because if you think about it, it's hard 
to have that pendulum motion uh, every time because we're throwing from one side of the body or the other, either with our left hand or our right hand. You have to come around your body with your throw. Yeah. With that follow through, I'm almost like shot putting it. Or, or like even you, um, what's the game where they slide the puck? Like it's, it's in the Olympics now, but it's. Uh, shuff, is it shuffleboard or? No, not shuffleboard. On, on ice. Oh, yeah. What is, that's got a weird name. Yeah. I, I would have been able. It. I would have been able to tell you until you asked me. Curling, curling. Yeah, I was like, it's a name that has nothing to do with what it looks like. I know that. <laughs> right, right. So if you think about curling. If they had to swing something with that object towards mm -hmm. the towards their uh, target, like if they had literally had to swing it like a, a side motion from like a, maybe a bat, uh, swinging a bat or a golf club or something like that. You imagine how many times, like how much more accurate they are with that shot put, straightforward motion, push mm -hmm. motion. And it's going to bring roll shots into curling. You kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> hey, we got to get this thing in the Olympics somehow. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Whatever. We should, there, we should be there. I think I think Frank, you need to say you're welcome because there's going to be a lot of people that watch this, and now they're going to start stepping over the line. You might have fixed their throw, man. Yeah, you uh, fixed their throw. I see. And, and you guys see it more than I do because you see the field of players more than I do, but we're seeing it so much more often. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. You know, and, and I am, I'm even starting to like, see some, like the really, really younger players starting to do it. Um, mm -hmm. And that tells you right there that there's, there's legitimately something to it. And it, it bothers me a little bit when you, and it's never the pros, the, the pros, I have some pros every now and then that'll joke with me a little bit about it, but I never have pros um, that act rude or anything about the style of throw that I'm doing because most of them know the story. But on some of the social media platforms, I try to stay off of that a lot. Yeah, they, they attack, attack it quite a bit. Yeah, um, but it's, it's honestly, it's not their fault. It's not their fault that they um, that they're attacking it. I mean, I know that they're speaking the words or whatever, or typing, but they just, it's from a lack of understanding, um, yeah. I guess. Um, yeah, if, if they truly understood, you know, the the principle behind it, like Wally said, it literally throw, keeps you straight. You're not breaking any rules. Um, you know, ACL is not going to let me get up there on TV. They're not going to let me get up there on live ACL Digital Network and you know, break rules. Uh, that's just not going to happen. But it's honestly just something that I found accidentally because of all the stuff um, that allowed Frank's me to the accident king. Yeah, it is. That's like your thing. Accident <laughs> king getting paid. <laughs> I love it, man. Right? Finding a way. Find a way, hey, Frank. Whatever it takes, that. Frank. Whatever. I mean, they call you find a way, Frank, for a reason. Uh, mm. And there's so many reasons why. Um, unfortunately, we are out of time, Frank. It's been awesome to uh, spend time with you and and learn more about the different. Oh, <laughs> like I'm done, and we're gone. gone. <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> that was quite the exit. That was a mic drop yeah, exit. Like you want to, you want to hang up on me? Gone. <laughs> yeah. Or an Irish goodbye, I guess. Whichever yeah. way you want to look at it. 
Oh man, that's funny. All right. Well, that was great uh, to learn more about Frank um, and definitely uh, give him some grace. The guy is really, truly one of the nicest people you'll ever meet. 100%. 100%. All right. Thanks, Frank. That's <laughs> where you went. All right. We'll take a quick break and we'll come back with you after this. Welcome back. It is time for our highlights. Wally, what'd you cook up for us? Um, I've decided that we have so many awkward knuckles now that we are going to start doing a little awkward knuckle collage and awkward moment collage. So let's go yes. ahead and start there along with our airmails, pushes and rolls. And there is a lot of airmails, but uh, this is this is what I want to see. This is the most entertaining. Oh, this is when he threw the bat <laughs> up. So I missed. Hold on. Does it show? Because I missed when he threw it. No, it doesn't show it when he show? threw it up there. So basically, it he, was okay. not, he was not happy with his previous shot being off the side. So he was just like throwing his back like in frustration <laughs> when you just like, okay. And then it just got stuck in your new rafters. Yeah. So he got he got the uh, he got the one stuck up on that long <laughs> toss. And then he has this one stuck up here. I mean, he can't help he it. He did? Oh, my goodness. I didn't know he was responsible for the other one, too. Yeah, it was like 50 feet in the air he threw eric <laughs> davis's bag up there in the long toss and he got stuck in a rafter so. oh my god that's Easy. hilarious I love you, buddy. all right so we talked about frank's uh <laughs> knuckles and yeah here frank we is go. becoming the king of awkward knuckles because he's over knuckling and so polite <laughs> and then and then we got the stalker hunter thorn he's gonna walk it down end of that real quick he kind of got turkeyed at the end of that one so he got turkeyed by oh uh, when he, you get the the high five yeah. combo yeah, and then this is just probably the most awkward knuckle I've ever seen. <laughs> and then we got double self knuckles. <laughs> uh, just ignore me. I'll self knuckle myself. <laughs> Sammy Soto, poor guy. All right, we should have saved that for the grand finale. I guess I love. Oh, that we part. totally. Yeah, we totally right. started with the best one. All right, so let's go Wait, ahead and it? move. That's it for awkward knuckles. Yeah, okay, I mean, okay. there's still some probably I miss, but. That's a good start. <laughs> so good. Wally, those commercial breaks I was telling Nick when we were watching at home need to just be all awkward knuckles. I'm working on minutes? it. I am, I am okay. working on it. Yeah. We'll, we, we'll so have, we will have a full two minute awkward knuckles, but I want you to put together some beats that are almost like clown car. You're like, okay, yeah, I'll do something I mean? like, yeah. yes, totally. I get the vibe. Yep. I got it. Assignment right. understood. Okay. You want to go to uh, air mails? Yeah, yeah. Let's go ahead and go to air mails. There's a bunch of them. I mean, there were so many beautiful rounds at these opens. There were like, it was set up with a roll shot into an air mill. I mean, multiple collects. And then Justin Bird oh, Jr. doesn't care one. who he is getting the and one on Frank Modlin. But I mean, look at some of these early air mills here. They're landing on the pile and taking mm -hmm. multiple shots. I mean, if you're off by a half an inch, these aren't happening. Exactly. Um, at such precision. Backside after backside after backside. This one here is like 30 feet in the air. Was it? You he, can't tell from that angle. Yeah, he needed to hit that airmail to stay alive. He threw it about 30 feet in the air. Was Beautiful. able to drag it. Grab on the right side. And the cool thing with airmail highlights is you're able to get a lot of different talent in there. Here's another situation. Beautiful round. Good cut around shot. Immediate next bag was a huge airmail. Then right after that, Austin hits the push for a 12 on 12. Ooh, I remember that one. The Future all of by them. Nick Thompson. The uh, Future. I think that's Nick. a good yeah. name. Yeah, I love it, man. The kid's a human highlight reel. Ooh. Ricky didn't G. Grab it. How about Ricky G this weekend? I know. Oh, how about that mullet? Yep. Yeah, and see, if you get yourself a mullet, Mish, you can do that too. 
it's a hundred percent not happening nor <laughs> is it worth it i don't even understand good Go grab there side, backside alan rawls airmail was a huge storyline i mean he hit time and time again backside angry he didn't get the collect there um this one he is able to go a little bit shorter and get the drag big points on that one this same thing here crazy, with jacob Foreman. this is yeah. the crazy shirt i could not with that shirt yeah jacob i think it was Foreman. a multiple awarenesses so his mom just came ah, out that, yeah. so from you can't tell it just looks like a yeah, crazy yeah. psychedelic yeah. yeah it had like all the ribbons on the side it was pretty cool in person but uh, yeah, airmail show. I think this was only two out of the like six they hit that round. This oh airmail right there by Josh Holland. Uh, I don't know if you want to go back a little bit on that one. Th there was a time where I was like, okay, great job there by Cheyenne pinching it. There's no way he's getting that okay, one's Never crazy. mind. Never mind. He yeah. got it. <laughs> so frustrating for her, right? You're like, come on. What are the yeah. chances? Yeah, and Justin Duke, give him time. He's getting back into it. He doesn't know he's not supposed to end one himself. Well, it's not but ideal. He he rebounds right here, though. Good backside collect. <laughs> grab. Yeah. And then again, Holland, just a little two for one. This was another beautiful round. Again, roll shot into airmail drags. I mean, it just makes our job really easy. Whenever it sure does. We see these highlights over and over again. I think I said at the end of this video, we had 46 highlights just for singles alone. So Crazy. Oh, yeah. I that's talk, that's uh, not even yeah, double. I talked to Trey about it, and I'm like, hey, we're going to have to get more storage. So he's going to send me a larger storage device. Good. <laughs> so we yeah, don't, we don't want to miss these opportunities. Yeah, we, ran, we ran out. We ran out of replay time. When did you run out? I think we ran out uh, Saturday. We had Dang. a lot of rounders stuff on the canine sneak peek, and then we had um, a lot of doubles action. So Saturday is a long, long day for me. That's where I'm yeah. usually pushing 12, 13 hours. So. You're going to get your clips in that one. Let's go <laughs> ahead and uh, do some rolls now. Let's go to roll shots. Rolling, rolling, rolling. There's different varieties of rolls. We might even have uh, a yeah, hopper. We, yeah, so I feel like we do need like different variations and different names. Yeah. But again, just different people rolling. I mean, Mark Lopez, Zach Lewis. I mean, here's the thing that's getting scary. You see that angle that he put on that bag to cut yeah, around that's that like a, That was a cut. That's a rut. Cut roll. Yeah. Cut roll, bicycle, airmail, hopper, rut, whatever. Flop. I mean, Fisher Hamilton is lights out. Just different varieties of roll from Fisher Hamilton. This one, three bags deep, cutting that backside of the hole in. I mean, oh, killer man. in form, and so it's just good. so locked in with oh. the rolls, man. When they're on they the game, they're going to be hard to be beaten. Well, somebody snuck a push in there. Yeah, I, know. I was like, wait a second. I was waiting for the next shot. <laughs> oh, that one's the best. That one's nice the best. Roll, collect, perfect speed on that one. And again, another perfect round, man. I, I love seeing this. Roll, airmail shot. These pros are starting to execute now. It's getting nasty. How does that bag in the front not go? That's a Viper, too. Just a full-blown Viper. Yeah, Mark Richards showing off his rolls. I mean, you think about it. This last weekend, we saw Mark Richards. We saw Josh Holland. We saw Joe Nista, yeah. who I'm yeah. normally thinking of slick bag throwers, and they're starting to get on the roll highlights. So Yeah, with bags this, that aren't necessarily geared for rolling. Yeah, this singles division is getting a little scary. Totally. All right, and then our favorite one. We like the pushes. Pushes are the, so much fun. Maybe just because I know – well, I can't do rolls either, but I really can't do this at all. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, 
I mean, no, there's um, nobody better about hitting the opponent's bag and getting that push. God. That deep push there from Justin Brown. I know, Jr. that was crazy. Sneaky, sneaky. Doug Zaff looked like he was going to be unstoppable at some points this weekend. I know. He had a good weekend. Braden Wills, man, this kid's a beast. That's insane. Well, two for one there from KB, but yeah, Brayden Wilson. I mean, he's hitting all the highlights, so he's airmailing, rolling, and you know, yeah, he's hitting every category, part. hitting every category, but the awkward knuckles, apparently. <laughs> uh, still, still young, still young. Good time. Still, yeah, still time. <laughs> this is actually continuation of the other clip that we saw again, just a twelve on twelve with good shot, roll, airmail, and pushes. All so in good. one round. Big Sherm, good job sneaking around there. Yeah, that's kind of not those easy. bags that Hunter Thorne and uh, Jordan Power throwing were um, uh, Joe Neistad's old bags. You said you thought they were or they were? No, I found out they were. Yeah, they were his. Oh, found out they were. Okay. I forgot to put in the awkward moment where uh, Jordan Power and Joe Neistad were slamming bags on the ground and calling timeouts and chirping back and forth to each other. But that was a lot of fun. They were very entertaining yeah. this weekend. Yeah, that now, is an entertaining duo. I think Alan Rawls deserves to be mentioned in the Alex Rawls, Trey Birchfield, Mark Richards, you know, category at the elite. Now he's proven time and time again. Yeah, you know, we were talking about that on around the ACL. Yeah, it's uh, tough to put him in the top 10 for some reason, but he is playing like he should be. So I'm not really sure what that like resistance is to do that. Yeah, that little push right there was uh, what started the Joe Neistad. Oh, God. Power, so. <laughs> And then it's kind of like, the, I call that the Jean-Claude Van Damme, where he took out the bottom brick. And then kind of bars up everything. Well, yeah, yeah, but like he pushed the bottom one in and everything else just kind of exploded. So really cool stuff. Really cool stuff. That's, that was awesome. Um, good job, everybody. Way to put on a show. Um, that yeah. was just singles, right? You said. Yeah. A lot, so of those. a lot of those were singles. Yeah. So, I mean, there was a couple of clips trying to put everything together. I mean, it's. I don't have much time for stuff anymore, so hopefully um, the equipment starts working because saving it into different files or not even saving it at all right now, it's been a two-day struggle trying to find where all these videos are. But Trey was able to get me squared away around, I think, 11.30, and then we started recording at, what, 1? So, oh, geez. Yeah, Three I did the best I could, but I think the, oh, that was the awesome. highlight reel made up for it. So we're going to do that going <laughs> Totally. Forward. All right, guys, that's all we got time for today. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you guys all next time.